This week's podcast is about international diversity and inclusion. And in all honesty, there isn't really a format to it. But this is a topic we've wanted to talk about on the podcast. And a topic that I'm really passionate about. Alright lads, welcome back to Midweek MC, the part of the podcast where I sit down with the amazing co-host, Captain Ajax, who is currently on gremlin mode. I don't know if they will be for the podcast, but, oh man, I don't know what's going Today, on with Ajax. I'm nothing but professional. Those words are liable. I will get you in court. Now I have no proof. Oh god. Well, well, you kind of do have proof, because we have a, a special guest on this week, yet again. No way. Ooh. Who is it? Who? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Who? We might as well just let them introduce themselves at this point. <laughs> what? Who? Hi. <laughs> Hello. Who are you? You can introduce me if you want. I don't want to steal your thunder, Mr. Podcast no, you, Man. No, you've already done it. I'm just kind of already stole it. Well, Plus, I didn't need more, to. But this is more your podcast mystery guest. So. Oh, you 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 say that? Oh, I'm Roman Rodri. <gasps> I I exist. I Ooh. I don't really do that much. I help with the podcast. I stream sometimes, and I am doing my master's degree. That's all I do in life. Are you? And and yourself, Ajax? Who are you? What do you what do you do? I'm Ajax. Uh, I have a marketing degree. I uh, work for a company that makes three billion per year. Uh, Yo, uh, damn! <laughs> what, what a crazy introduction. Don't really know. I don't, don't really know why you did it. Crazy because you're, you're the co-host. But you know, you know, it's fair enough, I guess. <laughs> you, you asked, and not you, Ajax. Yeah, no, but I just said I didn't actually think you were going to answer. I was, I was just being a bit goofy. What? Oh god, this is this is <laughs> this is the most goofy goofy podcast we've ever had. Yeah, it's like it's my. Well, it's also going to be a serious podcast, which is which is probably not the best to start off being goofy. That's oh, true. Match. We'll Mix be match. okay. We'll be okay. Then you, this this should have just been a general conversation one where we just sit in a corner and have a little have a little banter time. But we are actually talking about something serious, well, serious-ish, I guess today. Uh, something that's a good topic, nonetheless. Something cool to talk about, and it's actually your topic, Roman. So as as you mentioned yeah. at the start of the podcast, you are part of the podcast team. Uh, the podcast team has grown since it has somebody new who I don't think they'll be announced by the time this podcast is coming out so I'm not going to say who but Rome is mm. essentially she does the research for the podcast uh, every single time there's a guest that comes on unless I don't need it for the most part every single guest Roman does research for find out like just topics and stuff yeah. obviously I do my own research as well but it's always nice to have help and uh, since we had Bendo on the podcast I wanted to bring you on because you're one of the OG podcast team and uh, you chose today's topic so what is it what are we, we going to be talking about today Today, we're going to talk about something that's been really big this year, specifically, which is international representation in the Minecraft game, and basically bridging the gap between worldwide communities in Minecraft and beyond. It goes beyond it. Generally, Twitch. Twitch and yeah, YouTube. It goes all over the place. Year. Yeah. It's been absolutely in- insane to think about. I don't know. Do you want to get right into the discussion, or do you have any thoughts to add before we do? Well, I was, I was just going to add, like, what um, what are some examples right now that you can think of off the top of your head to kind of back your point here? Oh, yeah. Well, first off, we have the huge, huge QSMP. Like, since the whole year, the QSMP has dominated Twitch when and Twitter come to be? discussions. Do you remember? It started on the last week of March, I believe, or oh. the first week of April. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's quite new. It was announced around March. Remember that? It had, like, a lot of hype behind it because it had, oh, it has, like, oh, Dan TDM and Wilbur and Nilsa. And then they started announcing all these Spanish speakers. And then we were like, oh, so it's going to be, like, several different languages. And then there was chaos from there. Eventually, they came to add the whole, like, translator mod, which was revolution 
revolutionary. So the QSMP has been massive. Uh, aside from that, we had actually earlier in the year, uh, in February, I believe, we had Squidcraft 2, which is a Spanish event where they have Spanish-speaking creators and English-speaking creators in the event, but it's mostly Spanish. And it was like this big, big experience. It was basically my whole entry into the idea. So Squidcraft, uh, QSMP, there's a few like defunct SMPs and some smaller ones that have uh, started since that also go in the same line following the QSMP. And uh, the Spanish-speaking teams in MCC, which uh, started happening in the middle of the year. That's like been very exciting. Those are like the big examples. You sure? You're not fair enough. You could think of actually a lot there. I, I mean, I knew you was going to be able to, <laughs> but I was just making sure that I did have a few in mind. Well, not making sure per se, but just like, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. I do. So I guess, I guess one's going to take lead here, Roman, because <laughs> this, one's gonna, this is kind of more your <laughs> podcast. And if, if, unless you have anything to add, Ajax, before we get into it. No, I think Roman put it perfectly there. Yeah, she's talking. Talked very aptly about you know even in events spaces we've got more and more people joining and it's been amazing exactly yeah yeah well then roman take charge do you have any, any <laughs> questions do you have any specific topics you want to get into that we can talk about uh, i mean we can well talk... i can ask the two of you i can oh. ask the two of you like what are, are your first exposures to uh content creators that either don't speak english as a first language or didn't really speak english at all i'll let you go hmm. first here ajax i think because you're more nah, so you can... you, no well yeah, i know yeah. you've, but you've more so you've just been in this community <laughs> for longer so you might have like because the bedrock community yeah there was like i i can i can give examples of that which i will but in regards to it, it, it makes more sense to kind of start by talking about this community in specific if you get me because this podcast well, is going back around about so sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say uh, if, if we take it way back i'm talking a few when i started watching minecraft uh videos there wasn't really many people there's a few like german creators and so on obviously i was a lot younger there so i was uh, not really searching them out but in terms of in this community i would definitely say it, t- it tended to be around 2020 you know we saw creators like the big one for me is I remember the Love and Host, Wilbur's Love and Host, and I think that was mm-hmm. the first like big thing for me. You, uh, we were introduced to Nikki, and Nikki's obviously German, can speak several languages. But that from there, you know, we, Quackity comes into the community, and he obviously done a lot of. Um, he had uh, Discord got ta- got talent before that, uh, and then he obviously comes into this community via Tommy and the Dream SMP, uh, and then sort of from there, you know, it's it's widening out. We've always in the whole of minecraft there's a lot of uh, spanish creators that are very big but uh never really have have we had a chance this sort of huge crossover which is strange really because minecraft's obviously been huge for a while and even during the years that it was sort of not as popular it was still there was still nothing that managed to cross it over so it's it's crazy that it's only just really in the last two years i'd say if that the last year for myself Obviously, I started off on Bedrock Edition for, like, a a good amount of time. And in the Bedrock community, it was mainly like European I mean to be fair actually in the Hive community there's a lot more Americans than anything else uh, obviously I didn't really focus too much on I've never really looked into it if that makes sense like it's easy to see now now that we're talking about it, but I've never really paid attention to it if that makes sense like, not, in a, not in a bad way just like I've kind of just always done my own thing but uh, there was a there's a good few like Asian content creators in the community I like can name like Zoop, Taria they were like bigger content creators who um, who was called like were interesting to watch and who I talked to at the time but that community was mainly like American and then when I made to switch to java edition once again it's also just a case of like i don't really i don't really ask if that makes sense i don't really pay too much attention to it for instance like yourself roman like you're brazilian right are you fully brazilian i've never actually see once again i've never asked i know you're brazilian but are you fully brazilian yes once again if you never told me that or if i never like really looked for it i wouldn't know 
Like, it's not a case of like not caring. I just, it's just once again, mm-hmm. just a case of like, cause you told me, I, I now know it. But then, in, in like, I think it was more once I moved into this community when I started kind of paying more attention to it and seeing it more. For instance, like in MCC Rising, there was a full Brazilian team in MCC Rising 2, which was really sick. And then there's been, there's been a, like a full Spanish team in, in MCC, for example. And didn't they win? They won that tournament, I believe. They did. That? They won the, I think the first Spanish team also yeah. won. They had JoJo guiding them. Exactly. Yes. And then just like, oh yeah, sorry, go on, AJ. No, no, I was saying, yeah, they were. <laughs> and it's just like more like the Hive community was a lot more compact, right? Everyone knew everyone kind of thing. All the creators knew all the other creators. Whereas in this community, I haven't interacted with a lot of the creators. Like a lot of them know me and a lot of them interact with me. Obviously, I interact back, but I've never like, I, I don't actively talk to a lot of the creators because I'm, how I was in in the nice way possible is I'm very preoccupied with the podcast. Like I'm very, very busy with the podcast. So I, it's very rare I even get like time to play with other people. But for example, this podcast is coming out next Wednesday, but from recording this, as long as it still goes through, tomorrow I'm going to be streaming Fortnite with my brothers, Debbie Morales and Snup. I believe Slum is British, my brothers is British, and then you told me before the podcast that Debbie Morales is Puerto Rican, Ajax? Yes. Yeah, so like then, like, once again, with Debbie, I always, I always, like, assumed she was an only American, but I never really knew what, like... Oh, it's like, Puerto Rico is this thing where, so these overseas American territories are always a bit of a gray area where it depends on what the person kind of wants to identify themselves as, but I think... So Puerto Rican culture is such a profoundly like unique thing that usually Puerto Rican just say like, oh yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, but they are American technically. Like yeah. in terms of they have the American passport and stuff like that. Yes, and they are yeah. citizens of the USA technically, but they are very much and like Debbie's a, a second unique. second generation immigrant as well. Okay, yeah. Well the fact that she's fine with like you sharing that, because you wouldn't have said it on a podcast otherwise it's like, you know, it's nice to talk about. Then also just like yeah, I guess it's just more this community, how I how I started kind of realizing more, but it was always something that I feel like I feel like if I look back on it now and actually contacted people, there's probably a lot of people in my old community who were from different parts of Europe. I know one of my viewers, Siano, I can't remember for the life of me what country from, but he's one of my mods and he's from a European country. I know like, uh, you know, there's a lot of skin makers and stuff who are from a lot of different places in Europe. And it's just like, there's a lot more, you know, there's a, there's a lot more now in this community than there was in my old ones. I think it's just definitely when I made the switch is when I started seeing it more and like, mm-hmm. which is cool. I, I guess that's technically part of when you said about this year, it became more so as it kind of links to that because this year I joined the Java community in March this year. So. I wanted to actually there was something that I thought about while you guys were talking. So from your points of view, it kind of came to be the international uh, communication, I suppose, in the in the like mainly in the Minecraft community, but in the content creation community as a whole, intensified. Well, it started kind of like AJX said, like they were already people before, and Nikki is German and really came into notoriety in 2020. Uh, and I was in Nikki's early community as well. But like they didn't, she didn't really make German speaking content until a couple years later, mm. which is curious actually that she 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 talked about wanting to do it off she never quite worked up to it because nobody else really did that kind of thing where they did several different like they did more than one language on stream like she made a specific channel just for german later on but at the time she always wanted to and never did and it took like a bit of a i think it took a bit of like everyone else also feeling like they want to do the same and doing that for the, for her to go yeah i'm not going to suddenly lose my entire audience just because i'm doing it in german <laughs> which is very true like she has a very big german audience nowadays and then when it comes to my experience with content creators like content creators from other countries and this is the same experience that a lot of brazilians and latin americans had is a lot of us came to, into contact with english-speaking creators immediately even though we had a lot of really 
big Brazilian creators. Our Brazilian creators used to talk about English-speaking creators. Like, I remember very vividly, um, there was this one Brazilian YouTuber called Venom Extreme, and he was iconic when I was a kid. He was, like, one of a group of people who was iconic. We also had Portuguese creators from Portugal, uh, and they all collabed together. So that, for me, that was my first multilingual, like, not multilingual, sorry, multi, multi-country effort of several content creators was as early as, like, when I was 10 years old and 11 years old. And those creators used to talk about, like, the Oscast, you know what I mean? Like, the Oscast were the first English-speaking creators that I watched, and they're the reason that I learned English when as early as I did, because I knew how to write, but I didn't really speak English or listen to it very well until I started watching them. And a lot of people say the same thing, that, oh, these guys helped me learn English. Well, they point to, like, the Oscast or Sky Does Minecraft or some other really massive English-speaking creator. So for me, mm. it started really early. It's, it's defined, like, my whole life. And I didn't really think about Brazilian content creators at all for several years. But my school friends and I used to bond over, like, you know, all these, uh, a few of them I won't talk about because they, I don't know, like, one of them has just been problematic, so I won't talk about them. But the rest of them, like Venom Extreme, some Portugal creators like um, Fermones, they, like, we just talked about them constantly. And then occasionally we'd interject with, like, a, a, an American or British creator as well. So it's just, it's funny to me to see, like, how different our experiences have been the, because only recently has, has the gap kind of been mended. And I've gone back to actually watching Brazilian creators now because I was kind of, I kind of got estranged from it. Like, I, I had to go to the English speaking community because I started having so many English friends that I kind of neglected the Brazilian community for several years. And that, like, I stream in English. So, that's quite intense for me, really, because I've I've been making I've been doing streams in English because I didn't really have any exposure to Brazilian streamers anymore, and I've only started to go back to mm. it now when everyone else has. That's why we're doing the podcast today, so to yeah. kind of talk about our own experiences. It's more so like once again looking back on this community, right? How I've mentioned, I want to say creators, but I'm not going to just for the sake of I don't know if they want to be mentioned or not. We all know if if you're in this community, you know like different creators are from different parts of Europe. I know obviously there's also South American etc., but I'm just in my mind right now. I have two creators, and I know they're from Europe is what I'm trying to get. To. And it's like, you know, they both speak English, right? Then in this community, everyone seems to just speak English. Does that make sense? Like even when, for instance, when Shadoon is teamed with somebody who's English in MCC, they speak English, right? They don't, they don't, the, the, the English person doesn't speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, like, so yeah. that, that kind of idea is like, that's why I've never really got, because the thing is, I studied Spanish in, um, I studied Spanish in secondary school and I was saying this to, I can't remember what podcast, was it even on a podcast or was it on, was it even on a podcast or was it, or was it, or was it in a voice call? But I know one thing I said to, uh, no, it was on, it was on the, uh, Silver Runs podcast that's coming out in two days from when we're recording this now. Something I said was that I used to play, uh, FIFA in Spanish because I didn't like the English commentary uh, so I used to listen to it and for the time I can't really remember any of it now but I learned how to like say certain words in Spanish through the, through the FIFA commentary and obviously <laughs> I did really really bad in my Spanish exams but I know like certain words like hola me amo orbits uh, I obviously pronunciation is in order but like uh, como estas muy bien uh, uno dos mm-hmm. tres cuatro cinco seis siete ocho like I can I can say all of that but when like I couldn't speak like a full sentence of Spanish if that makes sense I totally get that no because it's like when you said like uh people seem to speak a lot of people seem to speak english even though they're part of you know an entirely different country where the first language isn't english it feels like uh having to speak english is kind of like a necessity nowadays like i got enrolled into an english uh school really early to learn like an english course specifically to to learn english Uh, and i was really good at i don't know when i was a kid i was just really focused on it so i was really good at it and that's the whole reason that i'm in the english community in the first place because i i kind of just fell in love with the language i guess i was just like a diligent child which is not what i am now i'm not diligent at all i'm 
very much having trouble with uh, learning Spanish right now because I just struggle to differentiate between Portuguese and Spanish a lot of the time, but I'm still trying. And then that kind of thing. So it's like if if you want to get like really really like academic about it, it's, there's this whole thing that would be like called soft power, which is essentially cultural power or cultural like uh, mediatic media dominance. So media dominance of a certain country or culture or language. And since English-speaking culture is so dominant in so much of the world, suddenly you have all these people who want to learn English for the past few decades. And I was part of that generation, like really, really deeply in that generation. And then recently, you also have different languages coming. It's like a lot of people, thanks to like K-pop and stuff, this is a, something that a friend of mine studied. K-pop soft power means that Korean is now coming more into the world stage as a language that people want to learn and the culture that people want to be interested in. And then you also have Spanish like spanish also like remember when despacito fucking took over the world <laughs> so <laughs> there's like these waves and waves of like different soft powers that come and go but the uh english english one is one that i was deeply connected to and spanish in brazil when i was growing up i don't know how it is now was very f- kind of frowned upon so to speak like people don't care about spanish because everyone said that english was the most important thing for your life for the whole world because everyone in the world speaks english it didn't seem to matter to everyone that we are surrounded in brazil by latin american spanish Spanish-speaking neighbors. <laughs> so we didn't have as much of a prominence of Spanish unless for people who were descendants of, like I have a, had a friend who's a um, descendant of uh, a Bolivian family, and he lives here and he goes back forth, so he knew Spanish. But everyone else didn't really seem to care. And that, that's like, I, nowadays I look back and I'm like, that's awful. Back then I was just like, oh yeah, it's one less subject for me to worry about. But in truth, I wish I knew Spanish back then. And nowadays we have a, a bit more of a media wave. But back then we really didn't when I was a kid. really did not have a media wave of Spanish. Spanish when I was growing up, which was the early 2000s, just to put it clearly, um, in Brazil at least. And we had this like whole negative vision about it, which I don't know if they have about Portuguese. Like, I really don't know how Spanish speaking people feel about Portuguese, but it's quite sad that everybody here hated the idea of learning Spanish deeply. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It feels like, it feels like English is the main language that everyone's like like you said they kind of learn to speak and i wish i could speak another language i've already have tried even during covid i learned like sign language i i knew how to like speak in sign language for a good while and it's just all left like it just left my head and i guess it's because i didn't practice it often but it's just it's just something i've never really been able to get on like on with if that makes sense sadly but it's also it's mm. also fun to watch like i mean i lurk in like a good few streams for instance like crackety i watch a lot of crackety content and uh, like whenever he does stream or like i watch these youtube videos even if has he ever done i can't even remember off the top my head if he's done like a done a video in a different language for or like in spanish or i should say not even different language but like shadoon like i watch a good amount of shadoon and stuff even when like even when he's streaming in spanish because it's just and it's just it's still nice to watch like even if i can't really understand it it's still interesting still good content mm. you know like i'm very open mm. to watching creators who aren't only speaking english it just obviously makes it a little bit easier when i can type in a chat and you know, understand is all you know I was going to add to that. I, uh, despite being part uh, German from my grandma, I don't know German. I tried to learn it in school. Unfortunately, I was learning French around the same time and it was all very confusing to uh, my young brain. But yeah, and then it just ever since it's been not really a, a thing for me to learn a second language. But then there's so many people I know, like uh, Dushapol, who's in the MCC community. Uh, they run MCC uh, The Show. Uh, not MCC, MCC Live Show, sorry. He 
he's he's English is his second language, and like he's done incredibly because uh, it's only recently he's learned to learn English and so on, uh, to, and to be in this community already. And uh, yeah, I'm very uh, very not jealous isn't the word. Very he I guess a sense of speaking of, like a pride language as well. Well, a sense of pride, <laughs> a sense of pride in learning that to be part of this community. Also, that sense of appreciation, like you've been able to learn a second language. I was never able to learn a second language, and that's why I'm so like you know. I, I, I'm in awe. That's the word. I'm in awe of people who can like, <laughs> yes. speak multiple languages. There you go. There we go. Perfect. So, where are you? Before you yeah. carry on roaming quickly, sorry, I just want to follow up with AJX mm-hmm. here quickly. Where, where, so you're, you're German, you're English. Where where else are you? Where, where other nationalities are you, AJX? Uh, Scottish. So. so a lot of people don't know this of me, and I'm kind of shocked, actually. So I'm half English, half Irish. So like when yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you're just English. I'm like, but I'm not. And they're like, oh, but it's the same thing. I'm like, it's not. It's not the same thing. They're like, oh, but, but you speak English. You, you were born in England. But like, yeah, but I have an Irish passport. Like, I, I don't yeah, have yeah. it. I live in Britain. I don't have a British passport. I have an Irish passport. My dad is fully Irish and my mum's fully English. I can't speak Irish. Like I've I learned like how to say some words in Gaelic when I was in primary school, but that's it. Things like Gaelic. Oh, I did learn Gaelic. I'm not sure if that's the Irish. I can't remember if that's like fully the Irish language or not, but I did learn Gaelic because that's what my dad like you know, helped me with. And it's like a lot um, of people are like, oh, but like English is all, it's all the same thing anyways. Like you are you speak English when you're in Ireland. It's just like, but it's not. It's a different country. It's a completely different country. That's why I have an Irish passport, not a British passport, because Ireland is a completely different entity. <laughs> Uh, so like yeah so it's kind of partially that as well like it's unrelated just wanted to get out there i'm not fully british i am also half irish <laughs> you know so and i get i take pride in being half irish as well because i don't i'm glad i'm not only british i'm glad i can turn around and say i'm part irish as well like i went there for my yeah, birthday yeah. this year plan on going there next year I'm, I'm my dad's from limerick like, that's when that's where i go to when i go to visit family in ireland is limerick yeah that's that's it i just wanted to put that out there <laughs> i think it's very important to recognize where you come from the cultural differences in each place Obviously, it's, it's it's a lot different to the cultural differences in England and Brazil. It's a lot less, but there's still like it's such a huge part of me like that respects my Scottish culture and my to be both my is my grandparents that I come from. So respecting their uh, you know cultures and so on, uh, even if there's even a slight difference. But yeah, it's yeah, a, it is a, being the difference between that and being uh, being English and Scottish and being English and Ger- uh, not English and Brazilian, but you know the differences between the two com- uh, countries is uh, a lot different it's like when i go to ireland right where my family live they live in like a small little town in america it's like so when i go over there from when i was younger everybody knows me. i have no clue who yeah. they are but everybody like, <laughs> how i always say it and i'm so glad i don't live there because i couldn't stand this it's like people will know what you've had for breakfast before you even wake up that's how like everybody knows everybody right everybody knows what everybody's doing or like they're all very nosy etc and i've said this like when i've talked to my nan and she knows it as well like, they're very nosy bros and like in england i say hi to my neighbors I don't, I don't i don't know all my neighbors names i don't know anything about them you know I, like sometimes i'll pass them and go you're right don't know their name just saying hi to them just being polite and it's like it's so different like when my family in ireland they know everybody they go into the town and then like they're talking away to everybody they're all you know friendly with everybody everybody's saying hi to them they all know each other and then i come and then i come back to england everybody knows me i come back to england and then people barge me when i go off the train you know people like pushing and shoving yeah. just so they can get a seat just like so different 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 like ideas when you go to different like places you know i once went to germany this is like more of an anecdote but i once went to germany and uh, there were a lot of tourists in one area and uh, there were some people who skipped the queue ahead of us and there was this british couple right in front of me so they saw them skipping and they were like they, they got upset that they went that nobody was queuing properly <laughs> and they were like don't you have manners where you come from and they were like getting really upset 
that nobody was queuing properly, and I found that so funny. Um, but yeah, it is just like different cultures. You have very different ideas of that kind of thing. It's like a I, weird question, I mean, Roman. I have really quickly. Sorry, mm-hmm. just just before I lose it. Sorry to cut you off. And it's just, it's a very weird question, but but you just have to give it a quick answer, and you can carry on. I just want to say, <laughs> right. is there a certain rule with escalators in Brazil? Not at all. I mean, I I so since I've traveled a lot, I haven't. Uh, I, I I tend to follow the rule of if I'm not walking down or up, I will stick to the right side, but nobody else follows this rule. Yeah, that's why it's in England. If that's everybody, at least in London, that's why everybody follows religiously is if you're not walking, you stand on the right. And if you're walking, you go on the left. You never stand yeah. on the left. And I, I don't know if, if that's the same up north, AJX, but at least down here in London, that is literally the rule that everyone follows. Sorry, it's, it's just really quickly why I was in my head. You can go back to what you were talking about, my bad. I just wanted to get down there. Like a comparison. No, kind of to, to, uh, yeah, that is a good comparison. Point. Which isn't to say like, oh, Brazilian people, People are really impolite. It's just well, no, that for some reason we have like different. We just have like different etiquette for some reason. I don't know why. I don't like the etiquette. I prefer. Sorry, I don't like the etiquette we have in that term. I prefer keeping to one side because I'm like I'm trying to think of. Oh yeah, if I was walking up because I'm a really impatient person at times. Yeah, just I, as walk, a, I, I just want to walk. You know, I just want. I don't want to sit still too long a lot of the time. Um, if somebody's just in my way, then I'm like, oh, Christ's sake. So that's something that I really enjoy. But then as well, like uh, Brazilian people are also just very generally very warm to the extent that even me as a shy and introverted person i still go out to buy food or something and i'll just like i did this last friday night when i went to buy food near 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 um, my apartment there's like a little fair that takes place every friday and shit like that that's like a lot of places do that and i went to buy some food and then there was this like couple of i don't know they were like probably 40 40 or 50 years old and they were just like next to me and they were just started bantering together for some reason while we waited food and i was like this made me really happy and that happens like pretty much every time i go out you just you'll just find like brazilian people doing something that you can just kind of join in and, and have fun with even if you don't know their names and you never learned their names i've had a lot of those kinds of encounters and a lot of the time i'm like i wish i knew their names now like i've had a lot of times where i've talked to somebody and had a really pleasant time without knowing them at all that's just something that i love about brazil that i haven't really had anywhere else but i feel like it's a really a really latin american thing that uh, i see a lot of people talk about yeah i mean the, like three weeks back my train was delayed right and I was standing at the train station and like every seat, they kept making announcements every five minutes and a train's going to come. It was never coming. And uh, so there was like this other lady there. And then I, she like laughed and said something to me. So then I started talking to her. So then I paused my music and obviously because of the podcast, right? Because of the podcast, I can kind of just talk to anyone now. <laughs> you know, I've learned, I've learned just to, I've learned how to match people's energy, right? So if I knew she didn't want to talk, I would have killed the sentence. But she was really talkative. Mm-hmm. In the end, we started talking about how like, you know, I'm having spaghetti bolognese for dinner. She's also having spaghetti bolognese for dinner. And then the entire train ride home it was packed because of the train being delayed so it was as busy as got and literally before we got on the train i was like oh like you get on first and if i get on i get on if not then i'm not she's like if you don't get on i'm putting you through the door never met this woman <laughs> in my life before by the way and that's just the conversation we were having and then the entire train ride home we were talking about like dinner about what she's doing for the weekend she's talking about how she's gonna go to the pub this was the week i was going to comic-con with my girlfriend so like i was talking about how i'm going to comic-con and like at the xl blah 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 and it's like just that just that like kind of similar to you but that is isn't always really normal at least in britain like i don't know at all but like i'm i've learned for instance where i work right i don't want to dox myself too much here but like you get your regulars right and some of the regulars will come they'll buy it they'll walk away but then like some of the regulars like you have to pick and choose so depending on the shift i'm working so if i'm working at the morning shift i have this one lady comes in she gets an oatmeal latte right as soon as i see her walk towards it I've already, I'm already starting to make I'm already heating the milk before I've even taken a payment 
And then we will just have a conversation before she's even paid for the drink while I'm making it, and then she'll pay for it. Then we'll have a conversation then because I just know what she's getting. And it's like, but that's just also like just me because of the podcast learning how to talk to different people. But yeah, it's not normalized at all. I kind of make it normal in my life. And when with the whole like escalator thing, it wasn't meant to come off as like me saying, oh, like Brazilian people are rude because that's not what I meant at all. It's just because when you said it to clarify, I'm just clarifying also. But it's also like the comparison of in England, we drive on the left. In European countries, they drive on the right mm-hmm. so you know and i don't know but what, what, what side do they drive on on the road in the right side yes i just have to like remember my directions for a second because island they drive on the left right as well side. that's what i'm saying so it's very different like different yeah it's just there's so many different like things and then but there's also a good few comparisons as well you know currently you know think what, of any I, off the top of my head but <laughs> i i like playing euro truck simulator with friends and uh, <laughs> when when i go to the uk in the game i always drive on the wrong side of the road <laughs> you, okay <laughs> i always get into a fucking headlong like a full-on collision with somebody with an npc because <laughs> i'm just on the wrong side and that's just like something that i can't quite rewire in my brain easily yeah so this is nice this is a nice little conversation by the way i'm glad we're doing this podcast because <laughs> it's just kind of turned into a conversation of comparing ourselves not really comparing but like yeah. you know this is just a nice little chat with like three friends so thank you oh <laughs> i'm enjoying that a lot this little stuffy there <laughs> you know this is, this is no, what happens okay. behind the scenes when when ajax isn't being a, an absolute gremlin so whoa <laughs> We're doing so well, and then you have to bring that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a positive <laughs> thing, AJ. It shows that you you have like you have humor. <laughs> I, I am the, I'm the funniest person here. Uh, I don't think Roman might be the funniest. I don't think yeah, so. Probably. Thank you. No, you are. We'll just it's go on. Certainly, back certainly and forth. not you, always. <laughs> what? Please. Ouch. <laughs> every time you're mo- mean to me, I'm going to put toxic waste in my mouth. So I'll just put a toxic waste in my mouth now. <laughs> New game for the, for, the, for the podcast. That sounds like it's worse for you than it is me. No, because I, like I was going to say. Oh, okay. So you're, you're just absolutely mad. Oh, actually, unless you have a follow up with this, with this Roman, I have a really random fun fact again. Mm-hmm. So, where I work, there are six of us. Um, One of them, he's new. I He's Polish. He speaks like fluent, fluent English. Like, if you, if you didn't, if, if you didn't see, surname we didn't ask him like you'd, you'd not to say i, I assume because i never assume but for people who do assume you'd assume he's british right but he's polish and i'm like with another lady who's from poland um and old, uh, like a man who's old is i think like 62 or 63 he's from ghana right and then like the other mm-hmm. colleagues are from different parts of europe as well i'm just not going to assume here with the man who's from ghana right so i really like jollof rice right if you haven't heard of it it's like it's like an african dish there's a lot of african dishes but this is one of them i came to like it when i was in secondary school because one of my friends he used to have it for lunch one day i went to his house for dinner and we had it for dinner anyways near me there's like an african shop that i sometimes order from jollof rice so i told him once when i was at work he's like you like jollof and i was like yeah he's like how because <laughs> because obviously <laughs> me being british he didn't assume it but just he's it's, it's, he's never heard it before he's never heard someone openly say that so i'm like yeah no i love jollof now at least two or three times a week he brings me in like a, a container of jollof rice that he's made for himself for lunch and he makes it for me for lunch as well random fun fact but just the, the whole thing of culture of like unless you talk to people about stuff they're not gonna know because not it's not that people purposely assume but they're just not going to question it like for instance him like if i'd never told him i'd, I'd like jollof would have never bought me jollof rice in for lunch but just because i saw him eating it one day i was like oh yeah i love that it's like what do you mean you love it i was like i love jollof rice you know and it's like d- 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 yeah just a random fun fact to kind of go with the whole international thing we, we're kind of going we, there's not really a topic to this there's a topic of international diversity but there's not like a solid topic of like minecraft creators and stuff which i feel like it started mm-hmm. off to be and then we kind of just got talking about ourselves and stuff you know <laughs> that's what i love oh, like uh, the thing as well is uh i feel like 
what, what should I call it? Like culinary exploration is such a big part of why people learn different cultures to begin with. It's because you see the food and you think, that looks interesting and good. And some yeah. people will look at everything in the world and go, that looks disgusting, <laughs> no matter what it is. But still, like I feel like, like cooking and food are just generally... like That's why a place like London is so diverse. You have so many different restaurants made by so many different families that came from all over the world. And generally, just big cities like uh, every capital that I go to has some variety of some degree. And it's always... The, the big like way for somebody to have contact with that culture without explicitly going to that country because you meet the owners you meet like usually it's a family business you meet everyone you meet the food <laughs> you get to know the food most importantly and then it kind of goes from there and i find that really sweet whenever my family and i went to spain we haven't been in like 2019 and i want to go back there i was meant to actually go back there this year with my uh, girlfriend but it just plans for her i think we might go next year but i go to a certain part of spain called el estatid mongri and uh again really sorry if i pronounced that wrong <laughs> Um, I think I, as far as I'm aware, that's pronounced right. Okay, sorry if it isn't. No, like of course, like you know, I'm gonna make mistakes. But uh, this part of Spain, it's just it's just outside of Girona. It's an uh, Girona. It's an hour. Uh, it's an hour bus ride from Barcelona. Basically, it's very touristy. It's a very touristy place. So every single shop you go into, ran by like obviously Spanish people. However, for the I think one of the requirements for some of the shops is you have to speak English because it's just so popular for like English um, English tourists. Anyways. When uh, when we, every single for the first two years that we went there, we all there was this outside of the uh, the um the, the campsite which is called at the Uh Outside of that campsite, there's like this little restaurant, and I googled it, and it said it shut down. But then another site said it's still open, so I'm really really hoping it hasn't shut down. I'm gonna get to the point here in a second. Sorry, is uh. <laughs> So we didn't ever go in there because every single time we walked past, it was dead quiet. And obviously, if you look into a shop and it's always quiet, you don't really want to go in there. But then after three years of going there, not three years on the trot, we were like, it's always so quiet, but it's still open. So it's always quiet when we walk past, but it's, it's still a functional business. Like, so it can't be that bad. So we went in there, right? And I got fajita and chips. Oh my god! That entire seven days, we only had dinner from there. When I tell you, I, I, no, actually, no, I tell, I tell a lie. We went in there on the fourth day, so for the final three days, we only had dinner from there. The best fajita I have ever, ever tasted. Oh my god! And my dad got like a roast chicken and chips, and even he said it was like, oh, the, the restaurant was magnificent. And that's what I mean. It's just another case of like, I love fajitas, but then having it from this restaurant in Spain, it just was was beautiful. You know, it, it actually made me cry. I cried at the table. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so <laughs> now being also, it was like really, really nice, and uh, it's also a case of like, uh, for instance, my girlfriend, she is half Italian, half Argentinian. So, um, a, a dish that we love to make together is empanadas, very, very nice. So, we don't, it's, it's quite bad because you don't actually make like so empanadas, and you have to like fold over, fold it over, and stuff like that. We can't seem to get the hang of it, <laughs> so uh, we make the empanadas, but we kind of like freestyle the final part of it, which is quite bad. <laughs> the idea of like the meat and the way it's cooked and the spices, all of that, we follow perfectly. Perfectly. So it's just like another case of that is really, really nice. It's a different kind of culture of food, like you mentioned, you know. So. Yeah, God, I'm getting, I'm gonna get so hungry for dinner in the bit. Yeah, I'm hungry, and I've already. Had <laughs> <laughs> but more random fun Please. facts is is what I'm trying to get out here. So I really love that. It's also because a lot of people have like their exposure to uh, generally just usually Mexican food, but generally Latin American food and a bit of Spanish food because some some of that food was also inspired by Spanish dishes. A lot of people's exposure to that will be originally Taco Bell, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like specifically like Americans. Say, right? Yeah, like Taco Bell is usually so far removed from anything that it tries to resemble that it can't even be called a mimic. It's not quite a mimic. It's more like a shattered image. It's like if you took a hammer to a really beautiful mosaic 
and you made it a bit disgusting on top of that, a bit sloppy. That's what Taco Bell is <laughs> in the grand scheme of it. Yeah. And then you have these amazing restaurants that, that people should you should go you should go to your nearest immigrant run restaurant. <laughs> you should. That's like a fact of life. They're always amazing. Yeah, no, that's what like when I mentioned I order like from that like um the African shop. I say like, literally I think pretty sure like that's the name of it. It's like Af something. That's why I'm that's why I'm not specifically saying a name. It's because mm-hmm. that is literally the name. That's I was going on a dox myself. Uh but <laughs> like I order from there all the time. I actually went in there once and uh there's like there's like oh, I can't remember the name of the meat. It's annoying. It was one like it was one like a stick, so it looked like kebab. And when I went in there to her, I said like I know it's not a kebab. I, I said I know that's not a kebab, but if I don't know the name of it, I'm really sorry. And she told me the name of it. I was like, Can I try it? She's like, it's not a kebab though. I said, I know. Like, like oh, are you sure you're gonna like it? I was like, I wanna try it. And, said, and, and it's like she was really shocked because like I just went in there and I wanted to try it. And that's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like, although they like, you know, there's all these shops open and stuff like that, it's not common. Sorry, that like, you know, a different variety, I guess, is the word of people going there to like try the food, apparently, by based on her reaction, kind of is mm-hmm. what gave me that impression, kind of thing. And then also I kind of I, I order a lot. I like I order it a lot more than I actually walk in because I can't be bothered to. So I, th- that's why it's probably also like a thing of they're always ordering to my house, but then they've never really seen me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Still my way of supporting, I guess. <laughs> I mean it is, it is supporting. I don't have to go in there to support. I'm just also supporting Uber Eats in the process, apparently. Yeah. But I love how we've just spun the discussion into a, the wild wild areas. I, really love that. I think it's more just me taking over <laughs> here. Sorry. This is I said this is your podcast. Uh, I, I tend to do this. I mean I did this on the Noxide one as well. I was like, AJX, this is your field, go ahead. And then I just because I just think of things like I didn't really have any topics to talk about, and all of a sudden I'm like, crap, let me tell them about like this and oh let, let me tell you guys about this. Because it's also like not I, I guess this is partially coming out of a comfort zone as well because I obviously being British it's something that you know I don't I don't I just want to say anything offensive it's like when, we did the, when, when I did the podcast with you AJX about the asexual disability week it's like because I'm I don't have a disability and because I'm also a straight white like white male I, I want I want to talk about it and I want to learn about it but I also have to like I don't want to say anything that I'm, I look back and I'm like oh shit I didn't mean to because a lot of content creators do it sometimes they'll say stuff or do stuff which comes off as really offensive and they don't mean it and a lot of people will know they don't mean it but then a lot of other people will think they meant it so like i i'm also really just that's why i was like i'm really looking forward to this podcast i'm just like oh shit i have to i don't want to unintentionally offend anyone but i, f- I think i'm doing all right i hope i'm doing all right so i'm talking a lot amazing. and i'm sp- i'm i'm yeah i'm going to stop now take over <laughs> roman and ajax it's your turn to talk a lot go on <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about anything ajax no no go, go ahead go ahead roman Oh, we can guide it a bit more towards Minecraft if you want, because then I think it'll be a bit more like universal for you to talk about. Yeah, but that's good. Ironically, so I mentioned that I only got back into Brazilian content creators this year again. So I knew vaguely about some of them, like I knew about Selbit, and I I watched Tasercraft when I was a kid. But I didn't watch them for like a decade. And then suddenly I started watching them again this year because of the QSMP. Mm. And then I only met, like personally met other Brazilian content creators because of MCC Rising too, because I trained the Brazilian team. Yes. So I just I just raided into Wendy one day and I was like, if you need it, if you need any help, let me know. And then we DM'd and we were like, yeah, let's help out. And I made them a whole like training server. Uh, and like I had very little time because of university, but I still like made them a little training server. And they were they were just very dedicated. And we had a lot of banter and stuff. It was really nice. It was really fun. Like the best thing of MCC Rising 2 for me will always be the behind the scenes experiences that I had and that I continue to have yeah. with them because I still talk to them. They'll occasionally hit me up and say, Do you want to play Minecraft? Or like, we'll have like stream ideas that we can try to get like working together. Like, Wendy does a lot of Stardew Valley content. And uh, also, I feel like the Brazil team is actually one of the teams with the people in it who have grown the most out of Rising because Wendy got her uh, uh, 100K on YouTube and her verified tick. And then she has also been getting like massive views on Twitch 
off the back of her own work, course. But Rising definitely helped her like get that kind of, I don't know, that impetus, I guess, of going out there and really just putting yourself out there and putting in that kind of hard work that she manages on top of university and life. So it's just it's just been like an incredible experience for me because also I just find them very inspiring, honestly. I just find Wendy particularly, since uh, she does content creation so regularly, it's just so inspiring to me. And then the, the whole like English-Portuguese bilingual streams I used to do at the time were also very, very just... I had never seen something like that, you know what I mean? I didn't know it was an option. So I started mm-hmm. doing that. They changed how I look at this entirely because ever since then I haven't taken out um, English and Portuguese out of my title and tags because I want people to know, yeah, I can speak both and you're welcome here. And also when people come in speaking Spanish, I speak Spanish as well. And I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I had no no clue that was an option. I thought, oh, I have to choose between one and the other. I guess I'll choose English because all my friends in the content creator space are English speak. But Rising 2 completely changed the, the way that I look at things entirely. Yeah, definitely. I think just I think that was a big step and coming off the fact we had the full Spanish team as well was massive. Funny enough, I trained another team, so we, we, we're rival trainers or help uh, another team. Uh, <laughs> my team won, so uh, I'll tell you. Have another toxic ways. <laughs> But, in my defense, um, we had like we had like a couple of days of training, and it was only oh, yeah, three yeah. three of the team. Like one of them never Definitely showed up because she was that busy with school. They all had exam week that week. I don't know if you guys know this. Every single member of the Brazil team had a load of exams on the week of MCC Rising. Jesus Christ! All of them. Awesome. Also, Lime Lamas right. had weight box, so like it was already an advantage anyway. <laughs> And half of the Brazil team was on laptops. Oh, One no. of them used a track. <laughs> oh my god! Got rising. Oh, they they did their best. Uh, amazing as, in practice. As someone who also used I use a £10 oh. keyboard. I said, I'm only going to buy a keyboard if I can't take a big tournament. Because I, I, the £10 keyboard does me justice. I don't really do... Like, I stream... I've been getting back into streaming, but I kind of just do it for fun, so... Yeah. But I think that moment... Because no one really thought about it, really, about the different teams in MCC Ireland. Uh, sorry, not Ireland, Rising, because we were talking about Ireland. Um, <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, they... They needed they needed at least one team, um, and I'm glad it was the Brazilians. They did so well, and they were you know it was very it was it was quite a, it was quite a nice. Um, they brought a nice. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, nice vibe, I guess. Vibe. There you go. Thank you very much. No worries, um, AJ. How he's got you into the event, which <laughs> uh, was very very good because. It, it is extremely competitive <laughs> and you know they, they did as it, you've said that you, you know they didn't have the gear they didn't have the time and they still showed themselves to their very best and i think that's exactly what rising should be about no matter what yeah, country you're from mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely an improvement you know from mcc1 and uh, we were talking about the pod before the podcast there isn't many people in the actual event that are uh, from different nations and so on so you know quackity uh, we had meths originally but now we have you know the spanish team is obviously the big one but we are getting more and more people join mcc was, yeah from different that cultures. was something that I, I think Orbitz and I were talking in DMs at some point while we were talking about this podcast, like the fact that this was going to happen. I mentioned to Orbitz, we had been talking earlier uh, in a in a stream chat about how like MCC has been dropping, like the larger creators have been leaving, like Rambu announced that they're leaving, Phil's announced they're probably, he's probably going to leave this, as well. Yeah. Um, then before that, we had like a load of other big creators leaving. Wilbur hasn't played in over a year now. 
since uh, last year's Halloween. And he was in every so, single one as well. He was in every single one up until that point, except for like a couple of non-canons. Yeah, but every single canon. Every single canon. And then on top of that, he was also there in like Christmas and Halloween ones quite often. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to say, for Phils and Rambu, I believe it's just that they're not going to be in this next one. And then obviously there'll be a break in between the seasons. It might well be, yeah. Uh, Rambu was very like, oh yeah, this is my last MCC on Twitter. But uh, no I, don't know if they, I don't know if they... I think they, they might change their mind. I think there's just a bit of burnout because what Philza was saying is he didn't play MCC for a couple months and he said that he didn't miss it. And that was why he was thinking of maybe not playing anymore or maybe taking that break. Okay. But yeah, like since yeah. MCC has lost a lot of its large creators due to burnout or other responsibilities. Um, I was telling Orbits and also I was talking about in that stream chat that you have, like if I, t- if I look at my top uh, Twitch like viewed streams right now, at the top there's always like you know, Selbit, there's always Forever, there's always uh, the Tasercraft boys, uh, Baji, there's Bagara, there's always like these other creators that are really big on the QSMP who, if they joined MCC, which would also help with the competitiveness of the event, like bringing a team that isn't, that can play well, but doesn't necessarily care as much about that as they do about having fun. Um, they could easily bring in genuinely tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of new viewers from global communities that seem like that. And I feel like it would be fun to see if MCC wants to take that chance at some, because they brought in this Spanish speakers. Um, but what's next? Because you also could bring in like Selbit and Forever and Baji are all three and mm. Tasercraft as well, actually. So all four slash five, since Tasercraft is five people, it's five, it's two people. Um, so like all those channels are absolutely huge globally in terms of global viewership. And they bring in tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands each, depending on what they're doing on the day. So you could easily diversify the both the audience and also bring in audiences that haven't necessarily seen MCC, so they won't have a burnout to begin with. Because audiences also get tired of it at some point like it over the years mcc's become something where a lot of casual audiences don't watch it as much as they used to because it's become a lot more like enticing to people who have followed a lot of mcc's who are watching for competitive reasons but then you bring in people who are much less inclined towards that who are having like a brand new experience of mcc it's quite revitalizing and that's yeah. what mcc rising 2 did as well to a smaller extent for the brazilian community because nobody really knew mcc at all like wendy and the team had to tell what mcc was and yeah i think uh uh, I definitely think that could be a massive thing for them. You know, I see, obviously, Noxcrove uh, worked with, um, uh, I can't remember, the K-pop group now. My memory today has been awful, hasn't it? <laughs> um, what's the biggest K-pop group? The boy one. <laughs> it could be BTS. Yes, it's them. They worked with BTS on a Minecraft thing. And, you know, they there's, there's such a huge audience in Korea that would, I'm sure, love to play uh, Minecraft. You know, um, in Japan, the biggest Xbox game ever in japan is minecraft so there's so many i'm pretty sure it's the biggest uh, oh no it's the biggest uh microsoft game ever in uh japan is uh minecraft on switch um uh, so it's uh their most the highest selling game is minecraft on switch but you know there's audiences all around the world that love minecraft you know some places don't really focus on twitch let's say but there's audiences out there throughout the world and we've already seen so much with the spanish-speaking players uh, and the uh, brazilians uh you know that even if they're from different countries they can join other teams they can blend together into into the event as a whole so you don't just have to have say a korean team a japanese team 
and that would be massive for the event. I definitely agree with you. It would boost it tenfold. And you, you know, we already have the we already have so many creators in the QSMP that would be perfect for this. Yeah, you just want to talk add, about the QSMP. Just because, like, obviously, we're saying this, it doesn't mean that they haven't tried. Because, like, same with the podcast, yeah. right? I've invited creators mm-hmm. on. I've had creators say no podcast, and then someone might turn around and be like, "Oh, why didn't you get this person on?" It's like, but like, I'm not going to say it publicly, but I have invited that person. And this hasn't happened. No one's said the name, but like, I have invited that person on but they don't want to come on the podcast there's not much i can do from there like obviously i know there's like loads of spanish-speaking creators there's loads of korean-speaking creators all that kind of jazz right but like that doesn't always mean like you know they could have asked n korean-speaking creators and every single one of them could have said no for all we know you know what i mean so it's like as mm-hmm. I, we we think it'd be amazing and i too completely agree with that it's just the example of like knowing from how the podcast works doesn't always mean that they haven't tried you know i just i i know you you're not saying this i just want to put it out there in case like the viewers then kind of get the wrong i know wrong idea but then form the idea is like you know just speaking from experience kind of thing i mean even for the qsmp a lot of people were invited but didn't join specifically in the brazilian an issue that Bacchetti had initially is that so the brazilian community is very focused on speed not, not speed runs actually sorry uh more focused on redstone and mods is a lot of what the brazilian community in minecraft does we don't have a lot of peers or a lot of like competitive play. We don't have events, right? We don't have Brazilian events, which is a nightmare for me because I would love to play on an event where I don't have 200 ping. Um, like every event that I play, <laughs> I have a second delay between like, oh, the, the speed up pad that I'm trying to go over in this racing game or the jump pad. And suddenly it's like, oh God, I hate everything that's going on with my ping right now. But we don't have mm-hmm. that kind of like generalized, uh, I don't know, sentiment towards Minecraft where it's mostly people just doing SMPs. Uh, like it's as well, Quackity was in Tortilla Land. Tortilla Land was the kind of thing that we do here except in our own brazilian way and we used to do a lot of adventure maps and shit like that we're never big into the whole i don't know the outside of this like outside of the redstone space we were not also the vanilla space like a few people do modded series but most people don't most people do vanilla and redstone which is quite weird to to like to people who <laughs> to people who have a lot more diversity in how you can play minecraft and i've been playing modded for so long so that was a problem that quackity had initially is a lot of people were turning down like he asked people publicly on their streams um like would you be interested in joining or or he would show up donating to check somebody out and uh, his chat would be like oh this is quackity and uh, he's doing this server he's probably going to invite you and then the streamer would be like warmed oh, and they would be like, oh, I don't really dig doing mods and I don't really like doing this and that. I'm mostly just like chilling on my world. And it's such a, like, there there are a lot of factors that go into whether somebody joins or not. It's not just like because of this person existing. It doesn't mean they'll like, automatically accept the invitation. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, on top of that. I, uh, I'm i I'm back here with Orbit's Fun Facts. Whoa. Episode number 55, this podcast. <laughs> uh, so another another one I thought of while you guys were chatting away. Sorry. Hi. I'm back. Welcome. Uh, Hi. What? <laughs> <laughs> on your streams for example roman audrey oh my god roman audrey mm-hmm. stream reference is uh <laughs> i will ask you a question and then redeem speak portuguese for a minute so yeah. you have to answer the question in portuguese i don't understand what you're saying don't know what you're answering with but i just i just like hearing you speak portuguese i just redeem it i just ask you a question and you, as you're about to answer it redeem the channel point reward so yeah <laughs> another fun fact you know. that's really fun when people do that i think i disabled the redeem because i speak portuguese anyway nowadays without the point redeem yeah <laughs> it's like the only reason that i disabled it but i still speak it often with like chatters and stuff Fair enough. i feel like i killed the vibe there you guys were having a really good conversation not at all Shush. i am um, i have something else as well right let me let me let me put it up right so a few a few weeks back specifically on the 
uh, November 18th, right? Uh, the Inside MC podcast made a tweet. Where in the world are you listening to the podcast from? Drop your country below trying to see some. Uh, that was specifically for this podcast as I wanted to give a shout out to you, the viewers. And I'm going to name every single one of you because there wasn't too many replies. And also for the viewers who didn't reply to that, this is why you should interact with tweets. We okay, could have been in a podcast. Also put it in the comments. Yeah, put it in the comments below as well. So uh, one from Captain Ajax, your mums. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, we got Salad the Real from Wales. Hashtaggy from Poland. Mr. Kverman. I always pronounce the name wrong. I'm so sorry. Merk Verman. Slovakia. Uh, Fireman RD. Germany. Uh, Server. Scotland. Axi Axolotl. Omen. Uh, Robin. Robin Birds from Luxembourg and England. They've listened from. So they might just be going on holiday. I don't know. Uh, Elise. America, but sometimes France. Uh, Shiny Dude. United States. Piloted. Australia. Uh, Miez, Miezi, so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Denmark, uh, Ezra, Spain, uh, Nova, Nova is sleepy. It's a struggle watching the Inside MC podcast upside down, so I'm gonna assume Australia on that basis. Uh, someone just called Dan <laughs> from <laughs> Singapore, Sophie from Australia, and Death Lord from Germany. So, like, that even shows, even with the podcast, we have listeners all around the world. Like, if I go onto my Spotify statistics, right, and I go, to, actually, no, wait, I can go through my Spotify raps because I got the Spotify rap today. Oh my god, let me give me a second. You are in loads. I just need to skip to the page where it's like the top five countries and um, why am i using that actually i can just that's uh, de- uh so audience uh so in the last ever since the uh, all time i've had uh so the top 10 countries are united states united kingdom canada india australia ireland sweden germany slovakia and philippines and then actually no 11th i want to say is saint kitts and nevis the Netherlands, Finland. So that's what I mean. Like, even even you guys listen to the podcast. Like, you listen from all over the world. Like, it's not just people who live in England, English-speaking countries who listen. I had no idea there was that much variety. I was expecting it to be very, like, uh, aside from a few people, I was expecting it to be very, like, England and United States dominated, which is quite surprising to me. But I mean, it, it, like, no. in, in regards to the numbers, like, all time. So United States, 1.6K. United Kingdom, 748. Canada, 301. India, 296. Australia, 280. Ireland, 195. Sweden 171 Germany 114 Slovakia 87 Philippines 85 so like, that's a lot like even if it's just one because then that's a lot, yeah. even if it's just one person listening to every single podcast it's still like someone from that like a different country listening so yeah well, I was going to say, you know, I, I know from experience that a lot of the community, there's a big part of our community that's in Poland. A lot of the Nordic countries have members in the community. Uh, and then I think a lot, a lot of uh, people from South America and Mexico now as well. I, I know a big portion of the people now I talk to just aren't, you know, there's less and less from just England, which well, it's, it's, it's not less and less, it's lesser of a proportion which is amazing so i and i think it's a it's the best way for the community to go yeah absolutely do you have anything else to add roman to this podcast or it's kind of it's been a bit of a messier one but like a nice mess <laughs> oh god i'm Definitely. sure that i'll think about something when i'm taking a shower later or something but for now <laughs> i guess that everything yeah Jeez. anything else from you ajax uh no but like i've i feel like i've stepped in with a lot of fun facts i'm sorry the, the rhythm of this <laughs> the rhythm of this has been great <laughs> but you know i just yeah I don't know. I don't know. 
just just okay. waffling away. It's been it's been a good podcast. So. With that being said, then I think this brings the end to a shorter midweek MC. Who would have thought we've actually had a short midweek MC? It's crazy. <laughs> there wasn't re- there's not really like an end goal to this podcast. It's more just us talking about it really and talking about our experiences yeah. and stuff like that. I think it's been really fun. Yeah, it's been really nice to have a I conversation. It's, it's also good to, you know to get out there that there are these communities and to pay attention to them. Um, and definitely, you know, if you're so if you're younger and taking Spanish or taking even if you're taking English or you're taking Portuguese or any different language, you know, learning it via creators is a great way to be, you know, learning it from music can also help. But surrounding yourself in that country's language is huge. And learning about different cultures as well is always important in any form, in any part of life, because it's going to help you, you know, in the future. There's endless possibilities of what it can help you with from getting a job to... Uh, you know find uh, getting a significant other all this sort of stuff um it can really change your life for the better but also it's just a wonderful thing to do yeah something that i read once which is very true and like it goes hand in hand with what you just said is that you should always be trying to educate yourself on immigrant cultures in your area and just other cultures generally because your kids are going to go to school with kids of other immigrants like for me obviously i'm going to be an immigrant i'm going to be living i'm going to be living abroad but for people who receive immigrant cultures well it's not like oh it's not like i've said it in stone it's just something that i really want to do (laughs) something that i really want to do that i'm definitely i've been working towards for so much time but people who receive like immigrant cultures around you like you're going to be like your your knowledge of these things is going to bleed into future generations also and your acceptance of it it's going to be exemplary so always be open and working hard towards that because it's it's a very like it's it's an entirely positive thing to do but it's a lot of people just don't realize it feel yeah at the end of the day if you can pay more attention to like not really not not like go out of your way to pay more attention but like you know watch other people's content even if you don't like understand the language it can always be a fun watch i enjoy watching like i said earlier and just respect each other we'll see especially if you like you speak a, a special like a special if you speak a specific <laughs> language and you know somebody and that's somebody's second language be respectful be grateful that they're speaking a second second language so you can speak your first yeah just just keep connections with different people all around the world it's always fun you know, especially if you're close with mm-hmm. someone for instance if i ever go to brazil i'd love to meet roman <laughs> you know Absolutely. and i have that connection now that i can go and roman can hook me up with the best place to stay and i can go and hang out <laughs> with them you know like idea you know obviously don't do it for the purpose of benefits that's not what i was trying to get also like <laughs> it's always just fun to talk to different people all around the world hear different experiences and that's kind of what we've done today i've been able to give my own examples i seem to have a lot of like stories for for a 20 year old in it in a crazy ajx i'm so young and i have so many stories eh? <laughs> yeah 20 years old yeah, i yeah. honestly oh, thought yeah. you were 21 so oh, that's... the fact that you're 20 is even worse you are a child bad toxic waste of the podcast right at the very end <laughs> <laughs> gg uh but with that being said roman before i do the outro here would you like to promote yourself you know you're part of the podcast team you finally made your podcast appearance look at that eh finally got around to it oh shucks uh i did say it well, um on stream publicly so i will say it uh roman's podcast was originally meant to be the noxide one <laughs> so thank you again roman oh, yeah. for push it for moving back i i like i didn't ask roman offered <laughs> i want to make that very i mean i did kind of ask i, I told <laughs> roman that i have the possibility of having not signed as i got like, oh, me back i was like okay that's fine but 
a big thank you to to you for that. Um, and I'm glad we finally got to Don't talk to you. But yeah, so promote yourself. Yeah. Where can we find you on your, all your apps? Oh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Can, if you can, you can find it. me, you can find me at Roman Rodri BR on Twitch and on Twitter. And you can find me at Roman Rodri 23 on YouTube. It's a little bit out of date, but <laughs> I want to do more YouTube videos. So go subscribe to my YouTube. Honestly, there we go. Do it. Should I yeah. should I ask AJX where we can find him since I let him introduce himself as well, or do we not care? <laughs> I don't care. Wow, no, okay. <laughs> I, can't I mean, actually, to be fair, Ajax, fun fact, you didn't know about this. I have now actually added all your socials to the description. Rather than having a oh, to my co-host, you. Captain Ajax on your Twitch, I've actually included your Twitter, your Discord, your Twitch, your YouTube. It's great. Have you got, have you got my new uh, joint channel? Uh, don't push it. <laughs> oh. I, only, I, updated it, I updated it before the new joint channel. I'll, I'll I'm joking. It. I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> Thank you very much. You, uh, promote, yes, you, might, I mean, you might as well use this moment now to quickly just say the name of the new joint channel at least oh you is that i'm sure you don't mind roman right <laughs> oh definitely just go for it go on AJ, uh, well, debbie you know debbie would be perfect for this uh, separated by pixels check it out there we go youtube and twitch right yeah well then this has been midweek mc talking about uh, what, what what would you what was, was it that you mentioned in the intro because i like that way of saying it roman what was what was it that you mentioned this podcast was i can't intro? remember what i said five seconds ago you're trying to make me remember what i said I, an hour and so ago we're gonna go with international no, diversity then <laughs> i think that's good it's yeah. national diversity and inclusion in the content creator space w. yeah w well i'm not even really in the content creator space entirely for this podcast so we kind of just went like yeah I, really I was just talking about my co-workers life. girlfriend yeah but this has been midweek mc thank you roman for joining thank you ajax for being an amazing co-host and hopefully we'll see you again next week thank you kind sir thank you too so so much it was amazing no worries thank you for watching it was, it was wonderful to have you on <laughs> it was Aww. a pleasure roman roger and we hope to have you back in the future <laughs> Hopefully, I'd love that. Stay safe. Don't eat too much bread. Pieces. <laughs>